Hello, and welcome to the Evie Prince series podcast. My name is Victoria Wright, inspirational writer and author of the Evie Prince series, a trilogy of books that tells the story of a 40-something woman named Evie Prince who experiences a life-altering spiritual awakening. Evie's awakening causes her to question her life and seek answers. As a result, she finds herself in a place that she never thought she would be, single, unemployed, and completely unsure of what to do next. This will not be your usual podcast. In each episode, I will read a chapter, then highlight key reminders that were included to help you, as they have helped me, on your journey of discovery and remembering what you know to be true, but have chosen to forget. To learn more about me in the series, please visit www.healingwords.online. Hello, and welcome back to One Deep Breath, a novel of truth and knowing, written and narrated by Victoria Wright. Copyright 2022 by Victoria Wright. Today's episode is Chapter 3, Smoke. Life as a single woman hadn't always been easy. Sure, I enjoyed the freedom. But there were so many days when I would dream about finding a partner and having a family. However, there was always something else that I couldn't put my finger on that called to me. Even before starting this journey of finding my happiness and true self, I'd had a longing to see new and different things. Changing jobs and moving to a new city had never really bothered me, as I enjoyed being in new places. Maybe because I'd been running from myself, and it had given me a new opportunity to not think about it. Or maybe because it was something else. I wondered if my grandfather was right, and I had their free spirit. Now that I knew more about my family, I could better understand how they had felt. I just didn't know if my desire to see the world would allow me to leave my family to do it. Lately, it had been crossing my mind what my life would have been like if I could have embraced that free spirit that my grandfather had so purposefully quashed. Where would I be and what type of person would I have become? (laughs) I would never know, so no more what-ifs. The person I had become resulted from the circumstances of my upbringing. But I no longer had to live as others thought I should. I had the choice to create a new and different life. The ability to create my perfect life. Staring out the window, I wondered, what is my perfect life? Not that long ago, I would have had an answer instantaneously. Money, security, success, house, cars, etc., etc. But now new desires were emerging. My perfect life was filled with creativity, family, beauty, health, travel, food, experiences, spirituality, peace, love, and joy. Oh, and I couldn't forget financial security. I possessed many of those things already. But if I were truly honest with myself, I desired to have them all. 
Was that selfish? Some may say so, but if I didn't desire and create it, who would? Why did it have to be this or that? Why couldn't it be this and that? Why should I have to sacrifice my desires for someone else's? Was that my duty as a wife, girlfriend, friend, or mother? Or was it their duty to find their own happiness and to create the life that they desired? At that moment, it seemed like I was looking at the world through my grandfather's and mother's eyes. I realized how they had been able to do what made them happy. They had not left their family to do humanitarian work. They had created a life that allowed them to do what they loved and still be with those who they loved. My grandmother had known what my grandfather had to do to be happy, and she had supported him, just like they had done for my mother. Each and every one of us had the choice to discover what made us happy and to then create a life filled with that happiness. I had thought my family was selfish for doing what they had done, but in hindsight, they had been teaching me one of the greatest lessons. You truly could have it all. You just had to create it. The ping of an incoming text made me look over at my phone. Evie, I have the most amazing news. Call when you can. Tatum. Flashed across the screen. I put my brush down and gave her a call. Evie, I have the best news. <laughs> What's up? You sound so excited. Well, the interview with the Bali Tourism Magazine is a go. The newest hotel in Bali has received a lot of attention. But the piece that the hotel owner, Mr. Pratama, commissioned from you has brought even more interest. They would like to interview you both. That is fantastic news. Do you have a professional headshot? You will need one for the article. The magazine is sending over the questions and we will set the interview call for next Thursday. Bali is 12 hours ahead of you and 14 hours ahead of me, so we still need to pick a time that works for all. Once I receive the questions, I'll send them right over and let me know if you'd like to discuss your answers beforehand. All of this was overwhelming me. I could feel my anxiety increasing. Why did people want to know about me? I get really uncomfortable talking about myself. Evie, are you still there? Yes, I'm here. Y you okay? Isn't this great? <laughs> yes, it's amazing. But I'm not great at talking about myself. You don't want to know how long it took me to write my bio on my website. Tatum laughed. <laughs> this is something that you'll need to get used to. Your commission piece was like a coming out party. Now people want to know more about you. Mr. Patama is very supportive of the people who work with and for him. If he likes you, it goes a long way. He has hotels across Indonesia so there could be more opportunity for you to work with him. The more press you get, the more press he gets, she explained. Okay, I get it. Putting my big girl pants on. I can do this. Yes, you can. Watch your email. Will do. Thanks, Tatum.
This is all you. I'm just the facilitator. After we ended the call, my mind raced, making it impossible for me to continue painting. So I cleaned up and called it a day. Professional headshot. I wonder who I can get to do that, I thought to myself. Beth. She had probably had one done for her website, so I called her. Hey, Evie. Hi, Beth, how are you? Well, I guess congratulations are in order. Congratulations? Oh, you heard. You know news like that travels fast around here. Will you get married here or back in Colorado? Actually, we haven't gotten that far. Still a few kinks to work out. Gotcha. What can I do for you? I need a professional headshot for a magazine interview, but all I have are cell phone selfies. Congratulations! Things are moving quickly for you, she praised. Well, actually, my cousin Steve took my headshot. Oh, I see, I said under my breath. He is a man of many talents, builder, web designer, and now photographer. Might you know of anyone else? Why, I am sure he would love to do a photo session with you. Wait, is there something going on between you two? I gave a momentary pause. Let's just say he was very surprised I got engaged. Uh-huh, I see. Let me think. There are a couple of local people I know. I'll text you their contact information. Nice. Beth, I don't know what I would do without you. You have been instrumental in the progression of my painting career here on the island. Your generosity and openness means the world to me. Thank you. I really appreciate you. As I said before, I believe in raising all ships. There is always more room for artists on this island. The world could use more beauty in it, and if I can help those who create beauty, we will all benefit. My day started off well, a good night's sleep, substantial breakfast, and then I picked up my phone to read the news. I rarely read the news, but it was like I wanted to go deeper into the rat hole of negativity. Every article I read was worse than the last, making me sit there in a puddle of gloom. The world was a mess. So much was wrong. How could anyone find peace? A heavy feeling consumed me. It felt like I had the weight of the world on me. How could I have it all and create my perfect life when so many had nothing? When I stopped and focused, I realized there was a soundtrack of negative thoughts running through my head about things that I had no control over. Where had this come from? Then I smelled something. <laughs> Cigarette smoke? Who the hell is smoking? I went to the window to see if someone had walked up the road. No one. Then I walked around outside. Back in the house, I checked every room trying to find the source. 
How can I possibly smell cigarette smoke when there is no one here but me? The smell put me in an even worse mood because I despised cigarettes. In an attempt to clear my nose, I opened the door and windows, but the smell was still there. It drove me crazy. I threw up an SOS to Hendrick via text. I seriously think I'm going crazy. Please call. No more than ten minutes later, the phone rang. In a strained voice, I heard, Evie, what's wrong? I really think I'm going crazy. I keep on smelling cigarette smoke, and there is no one here but me. It's so strange that it's like I'm the one smoking. There was a long pause, and then Hendrick released a loud exhale. <sighs> oh, Evie. You're not going crazy, but you have something on your mind. What has been going on? I don't know. The day started off great, but then something set me off, and I found myself angry and negative. Reading the news only made my mood worse. This world is a mess. I just feel so frustrated and angry. Well... There is plenty in this world to be upset about, but it sounds like there's something deeper that is putting you in this state. Your higher self is giving you a nudge to quiet your mind and focus what is troubling you. Isn't it odd that I would smell cigarettes? Do you like the smell? No, I hate that smell. Well, that is why you're smelling it. Whatever this worry is, it has been with you for a while. You are being asked to finally focus on it. How on earth would you know that? It happened to me before, but mine was a constant taste of garlic. I love garlic, but I hate the lingering aftertaste when I eat too much. My spiritual response resulted from seeing my father at a family event. He acted like I was his long-lost son. Memories of his physical and verbal abuse came flooding back and haunted me until I could process and release my anger. Only then did the horrible taste go away. So, there's something that has triggered that smell for you. Until you deal with it, will the smell go away? Well, my higher self is pushing hard because the smell is debilitating. Evie, be kind to yourself. It may take time to manage this. Thank you, Hendrick. What would I do without you? Live your life, but I'm glad that you've chosen me to live it with you. I have. Every time I look at my ring, I get goosebumps. I heard Asia laughing in the background. I'm sorry, I didn't know Asia was with you. Don't worry, she's spending the afternoon with me. Her mother had an appointment. How are things going between you two? We have our ups and downs. Her mother has been having a few health issues. She assures me she's okay, but our relationship is definitely impacted when she's not feeling well. Is it serious? I believe it is more serious than she's leading me to believe, 
but I need to trust that she'll keep me posted on how she's doing. Does Asia know that something's up? Sort of. She tells me when her mother isn't feeling well, but she says it's so matter-of-factly, like she's used to it. Hard to believe she can manage this at such a young age. Hendrick hesitated. Evie, you need to release the negativity you are feeling and change your perspective in how you are viewing the issue that is worrying you. Worry comes from the unknown of what may happen in the future, which means you're not living in the present. You cannot control the future, but you can control how do you manage the present. Take your time and think long and hard about what is troubling you. When you identify it, ask your higher self if this is the issue that you need to focus on. You will receive your answer. After Hendrick finished, I gave myself a moment to think. Beautiful. You okay? Yes. I wonder what the issue could be. Ask your higher self for clarity. It may be a repressed emotion. Okay, I'll do that. I don't want to take you away from Asia any longer. Call me tonight if you can. I love you. I love you too, Evie. The cigarette smell was so constant and strong that it triggered a thumping headache. If I wasn't careful, it would turn into a full-blown migraine. I rushed into the bathroom to get some headache medicine. My hands were unsteady, and I dropped the bottle into the sink, losing half the pills down the drain. Shakily, I grabbed the remaining pills and stuffed them back into the bottle. The smell was becoming unbearable. I lifted my head to see my reflection in the mirror. Ugh. I looked like shit. What was going on with me? I took two pills and popped them in my mouth. Then I heard, spit them out. Huh? You want me to spit these out? You do not need them. Listen to your heart. In a pained whine, I asked, Are you kidding me? I hung my head, debating what to do. Then I spat the pills into the sink. Happy now? I groaned. Meditate and listen to your heart. My head was thumping so strongly that my body crumpled in on itself. I couldn't stand up straight, and the light coming into the room aggravated my headache even more. Moving gingerly as to not move my head too much, I drew my bedroom curtains and crawled into the bed. I lay down carefully, closed my eyes, and took one deep breath to ground myself. I continued to breathe deeply until the thumping softened. Evie, what is on your mind? There has been a lot on my mind. The magazine interview, Granddad's health, my desire to travel, how Hendrick and I are going... I stopped mid-sentence. Immediately, a sense of clarity came over me. I was worried about how Hendrick and I were going to live our lives together. That's it! Do you trust I will always guide and care for you? Yes. Then declare it, and it will be so. The next thing I knew, it was two hours later, and I woke to a clear head. 
only a faint smell of cigarettes lingered. Now that I know what the issue is, how do I stop worrying about it? I wondered. It was still early enough to pop over to see Granddad. Maybe he could help me figure this out. After slipping through the bushes, I heard him out back in the shed. Granddad, what are you doing? It's late. Oh, I was looking for something. Can I help you? No, I'll look again tomorrow. What's up? How was your day? Well, I've had better. What's wrong? I began by telling him my revelation about my mother and grandfather. Then I told him about smelling cigarette smoke, and lastly, that I had identified the worry that caused the cigarette smell. Jeez, that is a lot of thinking, kid. Let's go inside and I'll make us something hot to drink so we can talk about it. Following behind Granddad, I noticed he was walking a little slower than normal. When we got inside, I offered to heat the water while he sat down. How are you feeling today, Granddad? Never better. Good. Do we need to refill your prescription yet? Nope. I should have another week left. When is your next check-in with the doctor? Evie, why are you so interested in my health? I am always interested. Just want to make sure that you stay around for a long, long time. He smiled. So, smelling cigarettes, smoke, huh? Yes, and I hate it. I need to figure out how to stop it. The kettle whistled, and I made us two cups of tea. I placed a steaming mug in front of Granddad. Thanks, kid. First, you'll need to change your perspective on the smoke smell. Change my perspective? What do you mean? Even though the smoke smell annoys you, embrace it and view it as a signal or reminder. Every emotion, ache, or pain that you feel is an indicator of what's going on inside of you. Seems like smoke is an indicator that you are worrying. Don't fight it. Appreciate the signal and ask for guidance on how to overcome the worry. Wow. Appreciate the smell of cigarette smoke? I don't know if I can do that. Evie, you can do anything you focus on. I stared into my mug, contemplating what Granddad had just said. Okay, I hear what you're saying, but how do I stop worrying? Let me ask you this. What is the worst that can happen between you and Hendrick? That's easy. We won't live our lives together. Now? Huh? What do you mean? Evie, I don't know what's going to happen, but I believe that you can create the life that you desire. That life, however, may not be within the time frame that you think it should be. Maybe it is not time for you and Hedrick to be together. The universe may have other plans. But I have waited so long to love someone. I know, kid, but it has also been a long time coming for you to love yourself. Granddad could see I was becoming upset. Evie, would you worry so much if you knew in your soul that you and Hendrick would be together, but it would still take time for it to happen? I sat there for a few moments, pondering the question. Probably not. 
actually, in a weird way, it would be a relief, because I could have the freedom to discover more of myself, but I would miss Hendrick. Is it an all or nothing? Seems like he's pretty busy with Asia. True, but I would want to share my experiences with him. And you have to be married to do that? I hesitated. No. Give yourself some grace. I know that spirit has a plan. And you may not understand what it is, but in the end, you'll receive what you desire and more. After a moment, I pushed back my chair and got up. I brought my mug to the sink, then turned toward Granddad. With a smile, I told him, Thank you. You always know what I need. You better not get old on me. Huh. Trying not to, kid. Trying not to. Before leaving, I gave Granddad an enormous hug. See you tomorrow. Not if I see you first. To work through my feelings, I went to the studio to paint. Ironically, my inspiration was smoke. I needed to appreciate this guidance, and the only way that I knew I could get to that point was to paint it out. The swirling dance of smoke that rose from the burning cigarette. Puffs of smoke as they were blown in the air from an exhale. The wrinkles that form when the smoker purses their lips. Then the gratification as the smoke seeped into the lungs. Fiery orange to signify the cigarette embers, white to represent the swirling smoke gray for the cloudiness that it created within me. How I hated the smell of cigarette smoke, but I knew this was a reminder that ego was alive and well within me and that I was limiting myself through worry. I closed my eyes and took a deep breath. My nose filled with the smell and I allowed it to sit with me. Ultimately, I envisioned my worry rolled up into a cigarette, striking the match. I was ready to let the worry go. Each inhale burned more of the worry, then the release through each exhale. Finally, the smoke would dissipate and clarity would appear. When I walked out of the studio, I had a new appreciation for the reminder that I had been given. If I fed into the worry, it would grow. But if I recognized it for what it was and let my heart take over, the smell would float away, just like my worry. Today's episode is brought to you by Healing Words Customized Meditations, written for you and only you. To learn more, visit www.healingwords.online. Reminder. Worry comes from the unknown of what may happen in the future, which means you are not living in the present. You cannot control the future, but you can control how you manage the present.